Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Robin Cali Show. My name is Rob Kay, and I'm a life coach in New York City. And we're coming to you today doing something a little bit different. We're actually recording a phone call. So we're going old school, back to when Callie and I used to do our Sunday morning talks. That's right. And so you're listening and on the talk. Callie, how are you doing? Hello, my dear. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. You know, I'm, um, it's going to be an interesting experiment because I've been away on a business trip, so I wasn't able to make our regular recording sessions. And we figure, why not try a different version of technology and sort of rock it a little old school, right? Yeah. What the heck, right? Okay. Yeah, let's do it. So We'll see how much we step on each other. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think we'll be all right. That's what edits are for. Exactly. So, um Anyway, today I want to talk about something that has been a really valuable thing in my life, mm-hmm. and it's the power of my intuition and the mm-hmm. power of listening to my intuition. Mm-hmm. And I just had a bunch of reminders about this lately, so I thought it would be a cool thing to talk about. Um, this past weekend, I you know, was going about my weekend, and then Sunday came, and I really didn't have any plans. Mm-hmm. And so... I uh, I cleaned the apartment a little, and then it was, like, getting midday, and I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to do today at all, and it was a really nice day out, and I was like, oh, I haven't meditated in a while. So I sat down, and I meditated. It's been, like, a week since I meditated, which is a lot for me. You know, I try and do it at least two, three times a week, and I sat down, and I meditated, and felt really grounded, really centered, and... um Again, for people that have challenges with meditation, especially parents, you know, I was thinking about parents with kids, and it's such a tough job being a parent. It's such a tough job, you know, raising kids. It's a 24-7 job. And for them to find time and space and quiet to be able to meditate, that can be a challenge. So, you know, thinking about even seeing strollers in the city all the time with women and guys, you know, pushing the kids all over the place. Even, you know, there's something called walking meditation or moving meditation. Mm-hmm. So even when they're pushing the stroller around, they could sort of, you know, just pay attention to what they're thinking or feeling or just look at the trees or whatever and, you know, sort of meditate that way. But um, it can be a challenge. I just want to remind everybody that you can meditate for a couple of minutes. It doesn't have to be an hour. Right. Uh, so anyway, so I sat there and meditated a little and it felt really good. And I was like, you know, I, I don't I don't really know what I'm going to do. And then I was like, oh, I've been meaning to look up pools in the city because I live in New York City. And um, if I don't go to the beach, I love to swim. And it's really, the, it's the kind of thing where I don't know a lot of pools in the city. And the only thing I can think of is the Y that's close to me. And that's an indoor pool. And in the summer, I'd rather be at an outdoor pool. So I started Googling roof, rooftop pools. And I was like, oh, maybe there's like a hotel with a rooftop pool near me or downtown or something. Yeah, you know, say you could go to the you could go to the Soho House downtown and spend a thousand bucks a year to you know have access to their rooftop pool. Yeah, yeah, there's probably great food too. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no, I actually saw that on the list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I started googling pools, and then wouldn't you, and I was just listening my, to my intuition. My intuition was like, just look up pools, see what's in the city, you know, which isn't necessarily a very profound message from my intuition. <laughs> but, um, you know, why don't you Google something? I think people, they probably use their intuition to do that. But it's like, so I just started to look up pools, which I hadn't really done. And wouldn't you know, I live close to Central Park, and there's a public pool in Central Park. 
big, nice, clean pool a lot of people go to. In the wintertime, it's an ice skating rink. Then they convert it into a pool. And it's literally two stops away from me on the train, and I never knew this. So I was like, oh, great. There's a pool right by me I can go to. So that was cool. It was getting kind of, yeah, it was nice, right? So it was getting kind of later in the day, and I wasn't going to go to the pool, but I'm like, let me pocket that for, you know, when I want to go swim. And then I was like, my intuition just sort of gave me a message. Why don't you go for a walk on the West Side Path, which is right by me. I live between Central Park and Riverside Park and Riverside Drive. There's this, like, on the West Side by um, um, what rivers at the Hudson River. That's sort of like the bike path there. Yeah, it's really cool. And you can walk and bike and just hang out. And um, I hadn't been there for a while. It had been really the spring since I ventured over there. And I just had this feeling to go over there, this intuitive feeling. So whenever I go exploring, I usually find treasure. And that's the really neat thing about going on a different path or trying something new or just listening to that feeling. It's like, why don't you try it this way or why don't you go that way? So I ventured over a different way that I usually go, and I bumped into this awesome grocery store now in New York City, y'all, just to let everybody a, know. A grocery store in New York City? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you wouldn't believe this, Callie. I actually spotted a supermarket in New York City. <laughs> this is making so, intuition extremely mainstream. You know that. You're giving, like, it's, you're really mainstreaming it, which is good. It's very applicable. It doesn't have to be some big you know, grandiose woo-woo thing when you find pools and grocery stores. Listen, it's applicable. What, what, in the summertime, what's more important <laughs> than pools, swimming, and grocery stores, right? <laughs> I mean, come on. So, um, so yes, yeah, I found this really great grocery store, and it's like a supermarket. You could actually call it a supermarket, and just so many great things to get there that I can't get at, like, a local bodega, which is a smaller sort of deli grocery that a lot of New York City corners have or, you know, all around the city. They're all over the place. So I was like, oh, great. What a cool little find that I found because I went on a different way and kind mm-hmm. of listened to that feeling of, oh, go down this street. And mm-hmm. I found this cool, cool place. Mm-hmm. So then I start venturing over to the West Side Pass, and I walk down, and I decide to go further than I usually do. Again, listening to that feeling of, why don't you go a little further and explore this area and just try it out. I'm like, all right, yeah, let me see what's over here. And I bumped in to the coolest thing that was there that I didn't even know was there. They have free kayaking that the city provides. And it's like blocks from my house. I mean, it's like literally 20 blocks from me, and I can walk there and kayak, and it's free, and it's great. And there's all these people there, and they're like double kayaks. You can go with your buddy. You can go on a date. You can go by yourself. It's just so cool. And I didn't even know that was there. And I've lived here like a year and a half. So it was like just great. Another cool treasure find because I kind of listened to that feeling of why don't you do this? And Mm. it kind of was my intuition guiding me, which it it usually is. Like my intuition, especially when I listen to it, is such a great guide for me. And I found another cool thing about living in the city. So it reminded me about – Trying to remember to calm down from whatever distractions are going on mm-hmm. enough to where I can even want to listen to my intuition or listen or want to listen to that inner voice. Right. And some really cool things happen. You know? Yeah. 
It's um, intuition is such an interesting um, word and concept because it comes, it doesn't come in so many forms, but I'm thinking that it's something that I think women grow up with being, you know, when they talk about mother's intuition, women's intuition, it's not something that's often equated with men as as frequently as it is with women. And it's nice to hear you talk about it and that you're so in touch with it because I think it's really essential for all of us to incorporate into our lives. For me at this point in my life, I mean, it's something I'm perpetually trying to get more in touch with. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it's... um it's important. It's it's interesting because we all have the voice in our head, that track that's always playing. And then there's the voice that's sort of in our gut or in our soul, which is how I define intuition, the inner voice. And I think it's really important to try to distinguish between those two. My attention's a little selective now because I'm deep inside um, Michael Singer's first book. I just read The Surrender Experiment, which I highly recommend. And now I'm reading The Untethered Soul. And what he talks about in both of his books is the idea of becoming aware that there's a voice in your mind that you need to separate from so that you can get more present in things like your intuition, your inner voice, and just the way life naturally unfolds if you quiet yourself enough. Um, so it's interesting to sort of keep, you know, just to be aware of that. And I do agree that meditation, which I remember the first time I was really exposed to it in recent years, and the teacher that I had at the time asked what my intention was, and I said, I want to become more aligned with my intuition and quiet my mind so that I can become, you know, just more intuitive, more empathic, more psychic, whatever words you want to use. Um, so I do think that that's a really essential thing and that it really is just a matter of slowing down and quieting your mind. You know, you're reminding me as you talk about just sort of being the wandering, <laughs> the wandering intuitive Jew around New York City, um, that when I first got, when my job first got eliminated and I really didn't really know what to do with myself, I was trying to enjoy it. This was over a year ago, so it was early summer. And I wanted to just be at peace, which was a real challenge for a million reasons. But I remember sometimes taking to the streets in New York City, similar to what I've done when I've traveled, where you're uncomfortable and you don't quite know what to do because you want to plan and you want to have a little control over your day. Yeah and not quite knowing what that means and what that looks like, and knowing that if you just catch yourself in that moment, just kind of get quiet and let your inner voice speak to you, it really literally does take you in interesting directions, and it does cause you to make a left turn here and a right turn there. And um, I liken it almost to like my version of The Alchemist, that Paolo Coelho book, which is a little bit of a stretch because that's a much more beautiful and exotic story, but it's the sense that if you just follow what's under your nose and stay present in the moment, so one of these particular days I'm describing um, when I was freshly freshly free and unemployed a while back, I, I distinctly remember wandering around the streets and wanting to just enjoy the day and stopping at every corner just to take a breath to see where I was to go next, if I was to make a left or a right with absolutely no agenda whatsoever. And I remember landing at the Whitney Museum and didn't have an intention of going in and then looked up and saw that they were promoting a photography exhibit and as a photographer I have a huge um, affinity for you know to see other people's work and so I wandered in there and I ended up seeing a photograph that reminded me of something that I took and it was next to something that was a piece of artwork that reminded me of something my dear friend who at the time was going through a difficult time had just created and they were both on the wall together 
So, like, in that moment, I felt a sense of alignment as if, you know, if I hadn't really listened to my intuition telling me to go in there that particular day, I wouldn't have, um, I wouldn't have seen that exhibit, nor would I have been able to give it back, share, take it back to my friend who needed it in that moment for a variety of reasons based on what she was going through at the time. So it was an uplifting experience I was able to give to her, too. But, um, yeah, intuition is something that, like you said, I think it really just requires that we try to get quiet, try to stay out of the noise in our head, in our minds. And if we can't stay out of the noise in our minds, at least to notice that there's noise in our minds, I think that's the first step. It's just to be able to stop and say, wow, I'm really in my head right now. Let me take a breath. Let me sort of listen and see if something else chimes in that's not that crazy, noisy track that's, you know, that's mouthing off in our heads. Um, yeah, so it's a really important way to live. Yeah, and I think awareness in general is such a great topic. We could talk about it another time, just paying attention. And it took me a long time in life to really practice that, just paying attention, you know, to myself and other people. And most importantly, though, what was going on inside of me, you know, and whether it's that chatter that's going on or whether I have some good feeling about something that I'm thinking about, you know, enough to take action on something, you know, whatever it may be, it's about sort of paying attention and being aware. And I think one of the things that I try and practice and one of the things I try and remind people of is the value of paying attention, you know, the Mm -hmm. value of listening to ourselves and paying attention to that. I was thinking about while you are talking about a friend of mine, a buddy of mine has been dating a woman for... It's a new relationship. They've been out like, I don't know, maybe a couple of months and maybe they've been out like eight times or something. And um, he really likes her. And it sounds like she really likes him. Like they sound really compatible. And he hasn't been in a relationship in a while and took a break from dating, was focusing on himself. And he's a teacher and, you know, busy with that during the year and in the summer, just kind of enjoying the summer. And he was invited to a party and it was his friend's 50th birthday party and he really didn't want to go and he's telling me the story and he's like i didn't want to go but it was a guy's mm-hmm. 50th birthday party mm-hmm. and i just had this feeling to go and so he listened to his intuition went to this party and wouldn't you know this woman walks in and he's like who's that mm-hmm. and now they're dating and who knows what will happen but so far it's been a really nice. pleasant experience so that's one really great example of you know, you don't feel like doing it, but you get this, you know, like, yeah, maybe I should do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then something really amazing happens. Yeah, so it's... you never know. You never know where the magic is really going to happen. You never know what kind of coincidence or really interesting synchronicity or whatever you want to call it. You never know when that really incredible thing will happen or where it's going to happen. I think it's about us being open to it. And again, that's something that's so important to me to continue to try to be open. I think in general, I'm a pretty open person, but I can get into places where I get guarded or I get afraid or nervous or very apprehensive and I have to continue to try and want to experience new things or try new things or go new places, you know, get out of the comfort zone like we talked about in an episode and be open to life. And I think the Mm -hmm. more I'm open to life, the more life is open to me. Yeah. 
I, um, the openness thing too. I'm sorry, I keep reverting back to this book because it's so fresh in my mind. I was reading it very actively um, on the plane in my travels over the last few days. Um, but the idea of being open is so directly tied to intuition and to hearing your inner voice speak. Um, and one of the lines that I read yesterday in this book was that nothing, there are no challenges on the planet that really deserve closing your heart because this is really all about keeping your heart energy open and letting, you know, maybe this sounds a little woo-woo, but letting the universe come in and speak to you because there is a higher divine consciousness if you so choose to believe. I know I do. I know you do. Um, and even if you don't, that's fine. You could, you know, if it's coming from within you and not from outside of you, um, to me it's all interchangeable. But um, that's fine. It doesn't really matter. The point is that the more open you are, the more every the the more you're in flow, and the more things show up. And it really can be so miraculous. It really is if you follow your intuition. I'm thinking of another story to share. A few weeks ago, I happened to go to. There's a little town north of uh, New York City where I spend a lot of time. A little river town. And I went into one of my local places there, and I happened to come upon an event going on. I might have referenced this in a previous episode. Uh, and it's a woman that I've met before there as well, but I didn't expect to bump into this event. And she runs sort of a happy, happy hour where she uh, wants people to talk about what's positive in their life and to really share good energy and to inspire everybody. And it's a nice sort of sharing event. Anyway, I didn't participate. I kind of half observed peripherally. I was not fully, you know, inside of the event. Afterwards, I went to talk to her. And um, she was talking. She was also sitting there with another man, a very handsome man, I might add. And he and I start talking. We have a very nice exchange with each other. Oh, but all of a sudden, Callie was very happy at that. I was completely, I was was happy, (laughs) cubed, squared or cubed. And... I had a lovely conversation with everybody that was there, right. and um, I we had we we talked about a lot of things. But I think I recommended a book to him based on some experience that he was having. And uh, you know, when I'm hot for a book or a person or a uh, an event or an artist or whatever, you know, I'm a huge champion. You know, I can get a little impassioned about things. And so anyway, about a week or two later, I get this beautiful voicemail from him, and he tells me that. He was headed to that event, and then he turned around and went home because he didn't feel like dealing with the traffic that he was caught in. And then something said to him, get your ass back in the car. You need to be at this event, an event where he didn't know anybody, including the woman who was running it. He didn't have any major incentive to be there. And then he, his button to that story was he felt that it was meeting me and me introducing him to this particular book which he started to read, which has resonated on such a deep level with him at a time when he really needs it, that that was the whole reason that he had that, you know, that he went. And so, again, that's a perfect example of him listening to the tug. You know, if you listen to the tug, the the tugs speak to us. And um, and they're very loud, and I think that they really deserve to be honored. You know, I wasn't thinking about this in the context of business. And even meeting people and just having an antenna and a sensitivity for things that are going to steer you in the right direction, whether it's a potential lover, a potential friend, a potential colleague, a potential um, uh, opportunity. You know, I find that for me, my intuition speaks very loudly when I'm having exchanges with people. Sometimes maybe a little too loudly where I see a little too much too quickly. Um, But, you know, I still try to use it as a way to, just as a filter to vet my experience and to become... Um, you know, just to make sure I'm using uh, the experience or the exchange in the right way. 
mm-hmm. for me and for the person. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's it's pretty amazing when that happens. But again, if my head is noisy, if I was running late, if I was in a hurry to get to this person or this event or whatever it was, and I'm in a flurry or I'm thinking about what happened two hours ago or I'm thinking about what I need to do the next day, I'm not, my inner voice is not speaking to me. It's It's always speaking. I'm not hearing it. And so I just want to really reemphasize what you said earlier, which is about getting quiet. And it could be as simple as taking a few breaths. It doesn't have to be a fancy meditation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be any airy-fairy sort of, you don't even have to use that word. It could just be listening to your gut. You know, that's a more mainstream expression for it. But I do think that it um, it, 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 it always leads you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And I've heard countless stories of people even that have gotten out of very dangerous situations. Yeah. Because they listen to um, their, you know, their intuition or their inner voice in a situation that got them out of danger or or prevented them from getting, you know, taking a turn down the wrong street or even really extreme things like having, you know, guns pointed at their head and trying to figure out the best way to talk with whoever the person is that, you know, who is violating them to get them away from it safely. Um, so it comes yeah, in all like, different layers. They're like... Um excuse me, sir, pointing that gun at my head. I'm going to use my intuition, <laughs> and I'm going to guess that this is not a safe thing for me. I'm feeling danger. I just call me crazy. I'm using my intuition. So could you not point that gun at me? All right. So maybe that's smart. Right. That might be more prime or fight or flight, uh, fight or flight um, which in, in and of itself is a, is a form of intuition. And I certainly by no stretch want to minimize these scenarios. I'm, I'm banding, you know, I'm kind of throwing all of them out very quickly and that's a very serious matter, so I don't want yeah. to minimize it. But I've heard some very powerful stories um, from people that have said that in that moment, you know, their inner voice is what told them how to handle the conversation so that they can free themselves of that situation. So, Yeah, well, you bring up a really good point because I was thinking about, you know, what about when you need to use your intuition in a negative situation where it's not positive and how many times do you hear people say i knew i shouldn't call that person i knew i shouldn't do this i knew i shouldn't go there i knew i shouldn't have been at that job or i shouldn't have been at that place or shouldn't have gone at all or you know i just shouldn't have done it and then they go and then all of a sudden something negative happens and it was warning them hey you may not want to go there you know um and i was thinking about in the episode we were talking about, I think the listening is underrated. I said something about um, that people aren't stupid. Like they know when you care and they know when you don't. On some level, they know it. And what I meant by that is that it's intuitively they know. Now, the question is, do they listen to it? Because there have been times where I knew something wasn't good for me or I knew I wasn't in a good situation and I didn't listen to my intuition warning me. And then I I had negative effects from it or I realized later like, oh, uh, yeah, I should have listened to my myself when I was like, you know, this isn't good for me. And mm-hmm. I think it's about whether people pay attention to it again, whether they listen to that warning or that message like, hey, get out of there, this isn't a good place for you, or this isn't a good person for you to be in a relationship with, or this isn't a good job for you, like things are getting bad around here, it's time to get out. You know, I sometimes I, I say that um, um, I like being at the party, but I know when to leave the party. Mm-hmm. And so um, the other thing is that, you know, when things start going really bad, that's when I really try and pay attention that it's time to go. Yeah. And 
it's something that I try and practice when when to know when to go. That's a great expression. Well, you're so poetic today. Let me tell you, we should make T-shirts of that. So um, That's good. I like that. But, yeah, it's about using our intuition not only for really positive things, but sometimes using our intuition to protect ourselves or mm-hmm. to know that it's time to go. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm i thinking about how many people that I've talked to over the years, friends, strangers, talking about relationships that broke up, where I asked them, how early in the relationship did you know that X, Y, and Z was this person's you know, char- character and you ignored it? And inevitably, everybody says within the first 15 minutes, the first few days, the first few months, and yet years transpire before they actually acknowledge what they didn't listen to early on. And I can speak to that from my own personal experience, a relationship that I've I've referred to a little bit on the show, where I was with this person on and off for five years, and I call it the little man knocking. There was a little man knocking inside my ribcage, like in my heart, in my sort of my solar plexus for years that knew that I was not in a healthy situation and yet there's other parts of me I guess in retrospect I can say happily and healthily that there were plenty of lessons I needed to learn and things I needed to play out and heal and um, but at the same time I completely neglected and negated my inner voice which knew so quickly so early in the situation and that's sad you know, again, I, I won't turn back the clock and say that I regret what I had to go through because I think we all have to. But, again, that's a head or heart thing. So, um, or heart, to me, heart and intuition is sort of similar. Than they come from the same place. As I'm talking, I'm even sort of touching that, you know, part of my body. Um, does that sound... <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It's a great... What did you say? That sounds kinky, right? Because nobody can see us. You and I aren't together, so I'm touching this part of my body today. Um, yeah, Callie, what are you doing over there? We're doing a <laughs> show, all right? Um, but I, but I do, you know. But I equate intuition um, and heart. That that energy is coming from the same place, yeah. and then I equate anything, you know, um, mind energy that takes you maybe in not the right direction. But that's the ego stuff and the codependent stuff, or whatever your issue is that you need to heal. Those are the things that, for me, come more from your head. Yeah. And there's yeah. a huge division there. Yeah, yeah. And a great word for intuition is just our heart. Um, I My album, You Are the Hero, Coaching Affirmations, the reason why I called it You Are the Hero is because it relates to that we all have a hero inside of us. And so I equate intuition with hero on the album, and I just talk about basically on the theme track how it's really about listening to ourselves that whatever we're going through, it's great to get support, but it's up to us to take the first step. We are the hero that we're waiting for. The way that I came up with that idea was by being in difficult situations like you were just talking about where I didn't listen to my own intuition or eventually I did and I realized that I could sort of save myself or or decide to end relationships and get out of situations that weren't healthy for me. So I think one of the things that we're talking about is not only listening to our intuition to guide us in life in general, but in specific situations, a lot of times we know what's good for us. Absolutely. And we know what's not good for us. And that we can make new decisions and new choices for better lives. Absolutely. That I would sounds so, so 
That was so deep. Damn. My Lord. Rob, what are you talking about today? I don't know. I'm just talking. I have no idea what I'm saying ever. I get on the show. I just talk, and sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes I'm like, what did I just say? I don't know. Um, but now you're in your head, not in your intuition. I think that um, overall as a way to kind of um, just uh, summarize at least what, what I feel is important about um, this topic is that it really reminds me of the division, especially maybe in our Western society and our busy everyday lives between our heart and our head. And that uh, our head somehow, for a lot of us, makes us feel safe because there's control and there's thoughts and it's our primary language and we can create the tape in our mind to make us feel like things are familiar and that we, you know, we're creating our own sort of safe zone and constructs. I think that also gets us into a lot of trouble because I really do believe that our heart or our divine voice um, has ultimately more value. And my personal desire is that I'm perpetually trying to get more in touch with that. That's just my own personal exercise and my personal goal as I try to grow as a human being. Um, And so I would propose to our listeners to maybe even devote, you know, a day, I'm sorry, an hour a week to trying to stay in the intuition space, the heart voice space as opposed to the head space. Just as a fun exercise to see what comes up, to see if the answers are different, to see if the guidance is different from what your head creates. Just to notice that these are very different separable voices. To me, that would be a really good way to start. And on that note, I want to thank everybody for joining us this week. We have been appreciating all of your questions and comments that have been coming in. Again, we encourage everybody to write to us at the Robin Kelly Show at gmail.com if you have any particular questions or um, advice that you're seeking because we're going to start incorporating that into our upcoming shows. If you'd like to learn more about me, you can look me up at my um, on my website at www.callyalpert.com. And if you're interested in getting a life coaching session with me or learn anything more about me, you can go to my website, robk.com. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you, everybody. Bye.